Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technology and strategies with leading experts with the goal of maximizing the value of data across your organization. If you haven't done so already, please follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel to stay tuned in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast, 2023 Trends in Master Data Management. My name is Corey Birkenes. I'm from SAP Product and Solution Marketing, and I'll be your host for today's podcast. And this is a very special episode indeed. It is our 100th podcast in the series that have been running for over eight seasons. And it's also on a topic I'm very passionate about, Master Data Management. And then I'd like to pause just for a moment before we begin and thank our partners at Webino for their excellence in production of these podcasts. Thank you. Okay, so with that, let me um, start by introducing our speakers. We have Andy Haler. He's the practice lead at Bloor Research. He focuses on the topic of data as an asset. And then we also have Marcus Koopa. He's a VP and chief product owner for SAP Master Data Governance. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Andy, let's start off with you. Um, I know Bloor has recently published a Master Data Management Market Update. And for those listening, that link to that Market Update, or at least one focused on um, MDG, is published on SAP.com, uh, and that's going to be within the comments of the podcast. And then also include a link to the Bloor Research website as well to um, you can kind of get into some of the research they've done. So, Andy, can you share some of the key highlights from that master data management market update? Yeah, thank you, Corey. Yes, I'll just try to summarize uh, briefly. Um, I think there is sort of a continuing trend of merging the sort of general topic of MDM and, and master data hubs into a sort of broader data management platforms that often include sort of data governance, data quality, um, and sometimes even data integration as well. I think that's <clears throat> something that's been happening for some time, and I think it's continuing to to, to, to grow. Um, it's a fairly obviously continuing move of um, applications in large enterprises um, from on-premise to the cloud, uh, or at least to hybrid environments, which are a mix of private, public cloud, not on-premise. And as the data moves, then master data management needs to move with it. Um, and so obviously master data platforms need to uh, themselves be deployable in the cloud and be able to access sort of cloud-based data. So those are sort of just <coughs> large sort of macro sort of trends, which are, are not particularly surprising, I think. Um, I think the uh, topic for the last year has really been the sort of rise of um, interest in, in AI or particularly generative AI. And we'll perhaps talk a little bit more, more about that later. And and um, potentially also the um, role of master data management in um, this newer sort of architecture called data fabric, and perhaps we can uh, perhaps expand on that a little bit later. Okay, super. And, and Mark is just kind of feeding off what uh, Andy has covered. How do you see um, some of those trends aligning um, with what SAP sees in the MDM space? Anything to add or, or stress in particular? Yeah, first of all, yeah, first of all I, I totally agree. But, and the topic of master data management is, is very important to SAP because for most companies, master data has become more strategic than ever before. Because as, as Andy said, high quality master data is needed as an enabler for some of the most important uh, business transformations that, that companies are striving for. 
And this includes initiatives like, like Andy said, the move of business applications to the cloud or like the modularization even of the application landscapes, digital business transformations as such, yeah, like, like we see a lot of S4HANA uh, transformations at our customers. And, and this, of course, also includes AI. I mean, you cannot have trustful or even meaningful results for artificial intelligence uh, without trusted and high quality master data. And our own MBM product, uh, SME Master Data Governance, is really designed to support all these trends that every company needs to get ready for the future. And I can only uh, also say that that we see that acceleration of the MDM market growth that's, that's mentioned in that research, uh, because we also see a significant rise in interest in, in MDM as such and in our uh, product, SAP MDG, by many companies, which I would say is, is no wonder given the importance of high quality master data these days. Yeah, and I, I heard recently someone say that data is the most important thing for any initiative around digitization, but master data is the most important, and I, I couldn't agree with that anymore. Marcus, a couple more uh, things. Uh, something that Andy talked about was kind of the move towards a more platform approach with MDM, and I'm, I'm thinking of our SAP business technology platform and how we're kind of connected there. Um, and then also just maybe a, just a few comments on the business data fabric. Uh, sure, sure. I mean, MDG is part of our um, business technology platform uh, offering and value proposition. And then, if you see that our our customers move more and more data into the into the BDP as that platform which provides the data that enables all these initiatives, then then every investment into better master data and master data quality really pays off into all the scenarios that leverage that data from the BTP, because then every improvement in data quality will be effective at so many different scenarios that you put on top of the BTP. Yeah, and it's it's very true, Marcus. And this includes leveraging SAP data sphere for your data fabric initiatives. Um, but also, you know, on the flip side is being able to leverage that same solution for things like data lineage or your data catalog, metadata management. So yes, the whole platform approach, um, this is uh is something that SAP is focused on. So okay, let's shift gears a little bit on one of the topics that has been mentioned a few times. Um, and it is kind of around the idea of automation and intelligence, including the application of artificial intelligence. So Andy, what are you seeing as some of the opportunities here? Sure. Well, certainly artificial intelligence isn't something that's entirely new in the area of, of MDM. Um, if you look at back, uh, you know, even a few years, then machine learning has been used for quite some time, for example, in merge matching. Um, so, for example, trying to identify duplicate customer or product records. Um, yeah, some things are obviously matched and some things are obviously not, um, but some things are all grey areas and there's usually some sort of human intervention. Um, and an, an sort of machine learning can be used to sort of track uh, that sort of human intervention and to um, identify patterns in that and then to make the automated classification of duplicates much more more accurate so machine learning has been around for, for quite a while i think the new sort of um kid on the block as it were is sort of generative ai which really you know has been obviously let to everyone's attention in november last year when the uh, chat gpt was released to the sort of general public and i think there's several opportunities here um firstly um in terms of generating material so an example might be 
um, in generating descriptions in business glossaries, for example, um, basically from from raw data, or even generating sort of images from from text. But also, it could be used um, to help. <clears throat> I've seen one example of um, using AI to help users navigate the product documentation, because AI is actually very good at sort of spotting, you know, summarizing things and spotting patterns. Um, another example would be. Uh, providing a natural language interface uh, to searching for master data because again one of the things that you can do with um, the generative eyes doesn't just generate you know text but it can actually generate SQL or program code as well um, so um, having an interface on top of uh, a master data management hub which enables people to actually sort of search more um, intuitively for their master data and under sort of navigate that landscape I think is one example and then the final thing is, which Marcus alluded to earlier, was that um, the whole topic of master data is going to be sort of lifted by AI because one of the things which people have begun to realise is that the quality of the uh, returns you get from uh, questions to, to an AI is highly dependent on the quality of the data it's being trained upon. Um, so um, if you are training um, your own large language model on your corporate data, perhaps or some subset of your corporate data, it's clearly going to be quite important that the data you're training it on is of uh, is trustworthy and of good quality. And so um, if you if you try to implement a sort of new, you know, initiative on top of data that's that's not particularly reliable then you're going to get fairly unreliable results as well so i think the whole mdm sort of subject is going to become sort of you know, get a higher profile um, because of the need for high quality reliable data um, as a basis for um, high quality ai initiatives excellent point sandy and, and marcus how do you um how is SAP Master Data Governance applying intelligence as well as other techniques to further efficiency and quality. Let me maybe frame that into the broader topic of automation in master data management, because I think automation can bring both. It can bring the efficiency and the quality that is needed for, for the modern times. And that is because automation means can mean less manual work, uh, which will be left for the humans involved in MDM and then obviously driving efficiency. But also when, when less manual work is involved, uh, there's less opportunities for humans to make any errors and, uh, for example, typing errors when, when entering master data. Yeah? So automation is really a key broader focus for us in MDG. And this automation, we drive that through two approaches. And one approach is technology and artificial intelligence as part of that technology. But the other approach, and which is also important, is trusted data. Yeah? So before you apply technology, it's if you can get hold of, of trusted data, you should use that data and allow it to, to automatically infuse it into your master data repository without obviously manually typing it. Uh, and, and we have an MDG enabled such a first time write approach with what we call data provider integration. Uh, for example, you can use the data from our partner corporate data quality in Switzerland and CDQ actually gets that data from like 70 plus uh, data sources around the world and, and then provides us this clean uh, business automated uh, master data 
um, that then our customers can use in MDG to create or enrich uh, business partners for their organizations. Yeah. So if there's trusted data, use the trusted data. If not, use technology. Yeah. So that's our second p- uh, pillar. I mean, we have been using rules-based auto population of master data, and we're also using machine learning today in MDG to identify like implicit data quality rules that sit in our customers' existing master data records, and and we mine for such data rules, and then using intelligence. Uh, so to make these rules then explicit, and then these rules can also be enforced for for future data uh, entry. Yeah, so we improve the quality of metadata through technology, machine learning in this case, without the need for users to try to find these quality issues and then manually correct them. And and uh, by that technology, we even help avoiding new quality issues. Yeah? So that is what we are doing today. But now we are also looking, of course, into generative AI as a future technology. And, and this can also be used to improve quality and efficiency in MDM. And we are currently looking into use cases like, like creation or change of master data through a like chatbot-like experience. I mean, you might have heard of uh, SAP Joule in this context. But there's also many more scenarios like automatic enrichment or improving even further matching of duplicates or even, even ideas how to speed up MDM implementations with the help of Gen AI. Excellent. Thank you, Marcus. Um, and I know um, one other area that SAP has been investing in um, on the MDM topic is the Federation of Master Master Data Governance. And Andy, I know this is something you are passionate about as well. So for those listening, uh, Federation distributes the management of the data to, um, as I've heard Marcus say before, where it is best understood. And I love that phrase meaning that the core attributes are managed centrally, but other attributes that that may be more application specific or specific to a region or a business unit, um, these uh, are decentrally managed. So Andy, could you comment on on how you are seeing companies taking advantage um, or benefiting from this sort of federated model? Sure. Um, I, th- I think it's important to understand that the sort of federated approach is particularly well suited to certain types of, of company. Uh, I mean, I used to work for two different uh, large, very large oil companies, um, Exxon and Shell. One was highly centralised, Exxon, and one was highly decentralised, Shell. And so if you're thinking about how to implement a sort of master data management um, approach there, in, in having one sort of giant hub to rule the world, isn't it might work in a centralised company, but would be very um, difficult in a decentralised company. Um, so it, it often makes a lot more sense to consider uh, grouping uh, multiple master data management hubs, maybe, you know, potentially by region or even by country or business line. And, and imagine that certain types of data, um, again, may neatly kind of, you know, sort of bisect into th- into some things that are more naturally managed centrally. So something like a product hierarchy, you might have a sort of core of, of products which are global brands within your organization and you want to manage those from a sort of central place. But there'll also be a whole bunch of local products um, which are relevant to a particular market in a certain country or certain region. And for those, it makes really little sense to try to manage these all from a sort of head office with all the kind of overheads and that, that involves. And often people in central office don't understand the, the needs of a particular local market. So that type of data, um, you know, local product data, you it would probably make a lot more sense to try to manage that uh, locally and in a local uh, master data management hub. Now, obviously, this is kind of more 
complicated in a way because you're going to have more than one hub um but in which case one of the critical things that you need to do is make sure that the things stay in line uh, between the between these multiple hubs but that's a sort of technology issue which which vendors just need to, to sort out um however for, for many many companies having this approach of sort of multiple sort of federated approach to um master management is actually a lot more natural um in terms of their sort of structure a political environment organizational environment um and makes a lot more sense than trying to stuff everything into one giant mdm hub in central office hey marcus anything to to add on on the topic of federation of master data governance yeah i totally agree with andy federation is not for every company so if you look into companies using mdg today most of them use exactly one mdg system and and, and they use it for the complete enterprise and many of these companies think that this will also be the right setup for them for the future. But some companies, as Andy mentioned, have a different approach and and, and they see that an enterprise-wide MDM program might be restricted if they set boundaries by one single MDM system that and enforcing some boundaries to the organization by what that one single MDM system. Because there might be these differences between the various parts of the organizations and in different business units in different geographical regions. And these differences sometimes make it hard to come to one single global definition of master data. And, and with MDG, we allow that then to federate multiple instances of MDG, which can then de- be deployed in the context of these business units or these geographies. And then through a federated network of MDG systems and then orchestration, very important orchestration of the MDM process across these systems, we we enable both. Yeah, the local benefits to master the manage the master data exactly at the place where it's best understood. But you also get the global benefits, like a joint understanding of the same supplier across all units of the enterprise. Yes, this can be a little bit more difficult to manage, yeah, but I think we have a very unique approach to automate that distributed maintenance of master data. Uh, which we think is very easy to manage in our case through a global definition of ownership for master data. And then this federation uh, can also be introduced at a later point in time. So even if a company had started with one single MG system and only later found out that they need more flexibility, then they can introduce that federation later in time. So we actually think with MDG, you can get ready for that modular application landscape of the future, and you can still apply a enterprise-wide approach to master data management, even in such complex situations where some companies companies maybe wouldn't have expected this would even be possible. Very good, very good. And, and just for the listeners, I just uh, like to to note that this is kind of taking in um, with SAP master data governance is taking the concept of master data management and putting a flavor of application data management within it. Um, so it, a kind of a two-tiered approach there. Okay, so one last topic we've touched on it um, uh, earlier is uh, the topics of, you know, it's the buzzwords, it's data fabric, data mesh, data as a product um, are all popular right now in the data world. So Andy, how do you see the role of MDM complementing these concepts? Sure, Corey. Well, I think, I mean, if we just make sure we're talking about the same thing. So Data Fabric is really sort of an architectural approach to connecting the data across an enterprise, um, but without necessarily moving it about. Um, So if you think about, you know, something like Data Warehouse, you're physically copying data from applications into a central warehouse and resolving inconsistencies and so on there. The um, Data Fabric approach is a bit more like a sort of 
data virtualization, I guess, if you want to go back a, a few years, um, where you're you're building a sort of a layer, a sort of semantic layer uh, above the map of all the landscape of data in the enterprise, um, and, and resolving issues, you know, in a more sort of dynamic way. The reason that where it, where MDM fits in this is that um, it, this is not a trivial thing to do. So building this sort of data fabric is a, is a very ambitious um, thing from covering the whole enterprise. MDM is sort of a somewhat narrower field than that because it covers only master data, but it's highly complementary to it because um, trying to actually make sense of something like customer data, product data, location data, you know, if it's scattered randomly across, you know, hundreds of applications, that's a very difficult problem to deal with. Uh, whereas if you've got a master data management project already sort of implemented with a, a master data management hub or hubs which have already got sort of high quality trusted master data that's going to make life a great deal easier uh, for the data fabric uh, virtualization layer so the two things i think are, are highly complementary and mdm can be a sort of foundation if you like for a data fabric architecture data mesh just to, to sort of round it out is a slightly different sort of architecture approach where you're taking a more data domain specific approach uh, where you're saying okay let's focus on say product data or customer data or asset data if you're going to do that then it's highly complementary to master data management which after all is is really all that has always been about the uh, the management of that type of key um, key data so around sort of products customers assets locations and so on um, so again if you've got strong MDM in place it's going to make life a lot easier for you if you're trying to do this uh, data mesh approach. So uh, we've talked about intelligence, we've talked about modularization, we've talked about modernization, data fabrics. Um, Andy or Marcus, any final comments? If you have any interest, um, I recently wrote a, an ebook on um, generative AI specifically, um, and this can be accessed through the uh, Bloor uh, website. And it's it's free. This this just have to sort of register basically, um, and that in particular gives a large number of case studies of. Um, of AI in practice, um, and also talks about some of the um, limitations of, of AI, some of the things that it may not be quite so well suited for. So if that's of any interest, um, then that's something you can access for free on the Bloor Research uh, website. And with that, I want to thank you both Andy and Marcus for sharing your thoughts on today's MDM market trends. And I want to thank everyone for listening to our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast. Um, discussing those trends. And I encourage everyone listening to take a look at the additional resources that we've kind of mentioned throughout. Those again are available in the description. And then um, also please share your comments on what you're seeing um, relative to your organization um, on the topic of master data management. We'd love to have you engage. Again, thanks everyone and be well. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Check out the show notes for additional links to information. And please subscribe or follow to join us on the next episode of Let's Talk Data presented by SAP.